Welcome to AO On Air. This is a podcast from ActiveOps, allowing us to present you topics ranging from operations management, leadership, technology, and new innovations. Check out all our episodes on YouTube channel AOTV or with your favorite podcast platforms such as Apple or Spotify. Now let's begin. Hello and welcome to AO On Air. My name is Michael Cups, and this is a podcast sponsored by ActiveOps. I'm really excited about our two guests today. We do have two, one in studio and one remote, so it's, it's great to have them here. Uh, I'm excited because they, the two of them presented to, at an event called SWPP, or Society of Workforce Pro- Planning Professionals, and they'll tell you a little bit more about that. But the, but the, the content that they covered and the, and the topic was very well received by by the audience and, and the survey results and lots of questions and engagement. So it's, we know it's a good topic, so we're, I'm really excited to have them both here join us. So why don't we start with a deeper introduction to both of them. I'll start with you, Santosh. Uh, it, it, some of our AOTV subscribers may already know you because you've been on several times, but for those that don't, maybe you could start with an introduction of yourself and maybe a perspective of SWPP, and then we'll move on to Melissa's. Thank you, Cups. Um, and it's great to be back in Dallas again. It's great to be back on AOTV. Um, I've been with, with ActiveOps for 13 years, um, done various roles uh, supporting our global business and our customer base across the world. Um, I've spent most of my professional career either leading, enabling, or supporting operations. And I now lead, um, uh, I'm the head of operations for ActiveOps in North America, and that means our team is responsible for implementation delivery, for customer success, and relationship management. Yeah. Um, and it was fantastic to be at, in, uh, at the conference, the, the Society of Workforce Planning Professionals Conference in Nashville, um, where ActiveOps was actually one of the key sponsors. Now, well, firstly, it was great to be face-to-face in a conference. So you're, right. you're speaking to people, you're seeing people. Um, it's great to interact. So that's, I think that was a big win. Next, it was a very enlightening experience um, to actually spend those two days with the workforce management community. Now, they're predominantly from call centers, from a diverse set of industries, but it's, it's just nice to be there and interact with them. You see, my view is workforce management, personally, is a thankless job. Um, but this community works hard in ensuring that we have the right people at the right time in the right place, and they do that day in and day out. Now, along with our healthcare workers, Uh, our frontline workers, the people who run service operations, the workforce management community played a very important role in ensuring we didn't drop the ball during the pandemic. They had to orchestrate so many moving parts across the world. So there were some great topics, some great people. We had some great speakers. And there was an increasing realization that workforce management in the back office is in desperate need of help. So... You know, they're looking for sound technology, they're looking for management methods, they're looking for expertise, and this was evident throughout. And for me, the spotlight and the highlight of the SWPP conference was co-presenting with one of our customers. And today she's very kindly agreed to join us for the first time on AO on Air. Um, And in truth, she's the star of this episode. Um, And it's my pleasure to welcome Melissa Gagnon from TD Bank. So, Melissa, welcome to AO on Air, and thank you for joining us today. I think a great thing to do would be to introduce yourself. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much, Santosh. I'm so excited to be here today with you guys. Um, so, as Santosh said, my name is Melissa Gagnon, and I work for TD Bank, America's most convenient bank. 
I lead the Workforce Performance Management Center of Excellence for our back office operations. Um, I've been with TD Bank for 17 years. I've done various roles, but I found myself leading the, the workforce management team for the past six years. My team and I support the operations business that utilize the ActiveOps tool for their workforce management needs. Um, from a guidance, administration, maintenance, coaching, support, um, anything they need, soup to nuts, my team is here to do it for them. And I'm excited to be here with you guys and to see you on air. Yes. Yes, it's great to see you again, Melissa. And thank you both for being here on on AOTV. Uh, let's start with the, the let's start with that word workforce management. Maybe it's multiple words. I got that wrong, but let's start with that. So you know, workforce management means a lot of things in different companies. It means different things. But so maybe you could just share a bit about your feeling on on what it what is workforce management and what are the benefits that that companies obtain from from using an approach like that. Yeah, absolutely. And so. Um, Prior to myself um, leading the team within workforce management, I had the opportunity to lead an operations team. And to the extent that I saw how leading the team felt prior to having a workforce management capability and post having a workforce management capability. So it allowed me to have a better sense of what my team was doing on a day-to-day -day basis, had a better sense of capacity, had a better sense of how my individuals were performing on a day-to-day -day basis. So it was really beneficial because we were able to forecast that work and understand what we had for capacity. Do we have excess? Do we have not enough? If we didn't, what do we do? Um, and from an employee perspective, it allowed them to understand a bit more about what they were doing and how that really contributed to um, the larger process. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. I want to drill into some of those elements, but let's start with kind of the overarching thing. So, so, in a banking operation like you've you've been in, uh, you've got a lot of elements come in, and Santosh mentioned a few of those. You know, there's work, there's employees, there's customers, there's managers, there's directors, there's all of these things that somehow have to work together to get outcomes that matter. So maybe you could give us a perspective on just that that high level of of all of those yeah. things coming together. Yeah, absolutely. So I would say from the customer perspective. Having an organization with the workforce management capability is really, it allows the business to process their work in a more efficient manner. So that's a win for the customer. From an, uh, a manager's perspective, it allows the manager to have that line of sight and to have that forecast of what they expect to happen day over day, week over week, month over month. And if it doesn't happen how you forecast it, because it's just a forecast, it's not a science, if it doesn't happen how you forecasted, you have options. You have options to, you know, lend out that extra capacity or uh, ask your peers if they have any, you know, support that they can provide you. So that was a really big win from a managerial perspective. But then also having those metrics, right? So you have those metrics that you can now provide to leadership to provide them information around how your team is performing. And then from an employee perspective, have more pointed coaching conversations, have more robust, rewarding conversations with your employees so they know how they're doing and they know how they're performing and how their work impacts the larger whole. 
Yeah, yeah, that's great. That's a great summary. So let's let's take each of those a little little deeper. Let's start with the customer experience. Obviously, what a customer probably sees is that they fill out a loan application or whatever the transaction may be. And they probably don't realize or recognize what's happening in the back office or even know maybe that there is a back office, right? So, so let's talk about workforce management's impact with the customer experience a little bit more. Yeah. So from a customer's perspective, um, having a forecast that you can lean on, again, day over day, week over week, really helps the team plan and, and optimize and flex and move that additional capacity so that you're really optimizing that capacity across the larger whole versus coming in every day and then just doing the work, right? And then leaving. Because in that case, there could be work left on the table that you don't, you haven't considered because there's no plan. You don't know what work actually has to get done. In addition, right? Like there's another scenario that you could you could um, run into here. And that is you could have a team where they're planning their workforce week over week, day over day, and they realize they don't have enough capacity for an extended period. And this isn't seasonal. This is, I legit don't have enough people to do the work. So you can use the data out of the system, out of your workforce management capability to be able to support a business case saying, we need ads to staff because we have backlog, we have SLAs we have to meet, we have customers that we need to make happy. So having a workforce management capability in your business really allows you to provide a more timely transactional experience your customers. Yeah. And that ties back to what you said earlier, that it's the world's yeah. most convenient bank, right? If, if yeah. customer expectations are met, then that makes it convenient. Well, let's, okay, so so there's there's a customer experience and managers and directors inside of the company, of your company or any operation is responsible for that, but they're also responsible for the employee experience, et cetera. So let's talk about that middle management director, whatever the titles are, but they're, they're responsible for that. So what does workforce management mean to them? It, data. Right, data, data, and more data. It allows them to really manage their business by fact, by data versus something like gut and feel. So it really provides them the metrics that they can supply upward. It allows them information so they can make really um, pointed business decisions. Um, We had a scenario, I'll give you a for instance, how's that? Uh, We had a scenario in one of our businesses where they implemented workforce management and um, I like this uh, example because I think it shows a bit of the flexibility and versatility of workforce management. Um, but we implemented workforce management and this team has been like, they've been short staffed. Um, but when we implemented it, we were able to say by using the data, they're short six people, six. So they use the data out of the system to substantiate a business case to say, let's add six more people back in, which in that case, reduced the, the workload and the burden and the brunt that the, the other folks were um, taking on um, within the team. And six more people came in to pick up that work to be more timely in their um, their SLAs, be more timely with their work. That's a great- So having example. that data, like, right? Like I, one of my favorite cases, because it's it's so different because most people think that workforce management means higher productivity, we're going to you know, reduce costs, all of those things, but it's not necessarily the case. It's really about having better information, better data to manage your business. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, and that's a great example. Like you said, if they've got if they're six people short, meeting those customer expectations just don't align with this with the right staffing. They can meet those customer expectations. That's a great great example. I'm glad you used a use case. So let's let's go down to the next group that we talked about earlier, which is the employees. And and you can't pick up a business journal or open a website about businesses and not see all the press about employee experience, employee retention, and uh, and things like that. So I'm just curious if you have a, maybe a similar example or something about how workforce management impacts the employee experience. Yeah, and I'm super excited that you asked this question because in my organization, employee experience is at the core of everything that we do. So having workforce management in your business really allows you to have better insight as to what your employers are doing. They become more engaged and more productive and really any um, statistic that you look at or any white paper that you read, like to your point about the employee experience, will tell you happy employees, engaged employees are more productive employees. Who doesn't want a more productive employee? Um, so being able to provide them that real-time information around how they're performing, real-time coaching with data about how, like, how, how the work is impacting the larger whole, um, they're able to better understand how these little pieces add up to something bigger, yeah. having them to be feel like they're actually contributing something. They're more engaged in the process. I would say so. We have a we have a case that I that I will talk about. I I spent a little bit of time chatting, so I thought of a case. Um, but we have a case where we had an employee that was really like this is a fantastic employee, and when they looked at the data in the system, they were able to see that this employee had a higher productivity than anyone other on the team, higher than that of the team average, actually. And when I looked in the system, I thought, hmm, what's going on here? Something's clearly going on as to why this employee is just off the charts. So they looked into our um, application monitoring system and they were able to see that not only did this employee have off the charts productivity, but they also had longer days than anyone else. Mm. Hmm. Something's going on here, right? So they're able to have that coaching conversation with that individual to better understand the scenario. And so as a result of that, and you know, especially in our remote environment today, how are you supposed to see that, right? We don't sit in the same place, like we're in our kitchens, our living rooms, our bedrooms. We have people working in a remote environment. And so having the ability to have a sense of what they're doing and have the, like, the really key information around where their time is being spent allows you to have that conversation. So this leader engaged in that conversation with the individual and realized that they had they had work that no one else knew how to do. So they engaged in cross-training. They actually used it as another business case to add to staff, reducing the burden on that employee, improving their, their work-life balance. Um, and I think it really was a win-win scenario for them because they felt less um, responsibility for like, I have to carry the heavy load. And it was like, if you think about it, right? Like it was really like smoke and fire, right? So they looked into see how this employee was overly productive and why is that? There's something going on here. There's a little bit of smoke. But then they looked into another tool that we utilize and they're able to see, oh, but they also have, they're spending a lot of time on this, this and this and they're working longer days. So that was where the fire was and allowing them to have that really robust conversation. Yeah, that's great. And, and I, what I really like about that that story and the previous one is, is that the responsibility that TD Bank takes to look after their employees and their customers equally, I think that's really, mm -hmm. really stellar. So it, it, it's, a, it's an interesting story. Melissa, you've got great experience. You've, 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 you've 
talked about this very elegantly at each level, which is really impressive. I'm curious if, if you were to, to advise somebody that's maybe going to start this journey at another bank or insurance company mm-hmm. or wherever, where, where would you start? What would you, what, what would your advice be? Yeah, that's, that's actually really easy. Um, there are two things that would stand about, stand out above anything. And that is leadership engagement and communication. Those two things are absolutely key to having your workforce management uh, program take off and sustain. I've been in this role for some time. I've been on the other side for some time, right? I'm having my business actually utilize workforce management. And what I have found was uh, that when they have businesses that the leadership's not engaged, they're asking you other questions, right? If they're not asking you about your metrics, they're not looking at your metrics, they're asking you other things. And that's where you're going to focus. And that's where your um, support team is going to focus and so on and so forth. So it's eventually going to fizzle out or kind of waffle a bit. But when you have a leader that's engaged and talks about it and brings it up in a number of different conversations, it really pushes forward the need and the importance for the tool, the capability, and the benefits that the team will see. I talked earlier today about we've had teams that found out that, hey, this helped us say that we were understaffed, that we needed more help, and it got us back, right? So having your leaders talk about it over and over again, which really is part of the whole change management journey, right? Having the information readily available to the colleagues, having those transparent conversations around why this is beneficial and why we're doing it. I mean, you're essentially going in with a new capability and asking people to manage differently. And you're telling employees that you're going to capture data and have different conversations. That's change. You need to have your change management people at the table with you so that they can ensure that that everyone's pushing it along in the same direction. This change is hard, right? Like we all know it. It's it's so it's a big topic today. Change is hard. And so having that communication over and over and being very transparent about what this is and having your leadership at the table with your change management folks is absolutely key. Yeah, that's great. And what I really like about that, Melissa, is that you, change is hard. But you talked about very practical examples of how change was good as well. So, you know, mm-hmm. sometimes people don't want to tackle the hard things. and But when they start seeing the benefits, it kind of snowballs, rolls downhill, whatever analogy you want to use. But that's that's great analogy. Santos, let me turn to you for a minute. So, so Melissa's talked about a lot of great concepts. You started out talking about back office, front office, workforce management. There's workforce optimization out there. Maybe could you put a little context to all of it uh, in, in from a – maybe from a vendor's perspective, or actually more from your experience perspective? Um, yeah, it's, a, it's, a, it's an important point, and you know, especially at the conference, you, when, you, when you move around and talk to you know, workforce planners and, 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 and capacity planners, you see this sort of segregation between you know, what's a front office, a call center, a back office. And again, this is my personal opinion. As we increasingly adopt a hybrid approach uh, to work and you know, start playing out our return to work strategies, I think it's time we moved moved away from addressing our places of work as back, front, mid. Um, I think the pandemic has taught us that all these don't matter. More importantly, and increasingly, customers don't care uh, what you represent and where you sit. So, I mean, that's. I think it's going to take some time, but you know, I think today, if I was a customer, I'm all, always concerned about the person who is serving me on the other side. So I call it the one office or the office rather than the segregations. But having said that, um, workforce management in the back office is completely different to contact centers. And while the principles are similar, 
their application is different. It's, it's very common, actually too common, that back offices do not have adequate tools for monitoring, for measuring, um, for collecting data, for putting it, assimilating it together, to use it for, to, um, to Melissa's point, to create forecasts, to create capacity plans, put the employee at the center. And we continue to rely on inefficient and I think inaccurate manual processes because of the lack of technology. Now, it's obvious, blatantly rather, that a tool designed for a front office telephony type environment will not fit in the back office. Right. And I'll, I'll give you an example. A critical part of, um, let's, let's say, forecasting, and Melissa spoke quite a bit about forecasting and capacity planning, especially in the back office, is the thing we call work in progress. Um, and managing your work inventory well could mean either meeting or missing a service level. And that service level, the reason we have service levels is to ensure our customers get the right experience. But on the other hand, if work in progress is managed really well, it can actually help smoothen variations in productivity. So it goes to your benefit. Now, work in progress doesn't exist in a call center. Mm. And because it doesn't exist in a call center, firstly, you can't dish out an Excel sheet that can help you forecast work in, uh, work in progress. It doesn't exist because they're dealing with the next call. Is that, yeah. is that fair? So what I'm trying to say yeah. is, yeah, it's because, you know, in a call center, you pick a phone up, yeah. um, you probably do some hold and conference and stuff. There's something called after-call work that's yeah. within a call center's average handle. Time. Got it, got it. And then the call ends. And then you immediately move on to the next. It's, it's typically what we would call a high-volume environment yeah. uh, with significantly low variety in the type of work. Um, it's also a small turnaround time, like three minutes, six minutes, ten minutes. Right. So, so the principle. So, one example of a workforce management principle in a call center is what you call the Erlang C. Now, you can't adopt Erlang C to the back office because it does not account for work in progress. That, that's one example. The other one is back office work forecasting is at an activity level. It's at a task level, which is a lot more complex than calls. Since a work item, it might be a one and done. But most of the time, it isn't, because it includes various other sort of offshoots from that piece of work. It could be, and they could all have varying processing times, varying turnaround times. So workforce management solutions need to adopt like distinct algorithms, you know, like simulations, um, machine learning forecasting, because it helps you look at multiple channels of work coming in, uh, with multiple levels of service levels, multiple levels of handling time, and, and within that, it, it, it sort of properly addresses deferred work, backlogs, um, you know, linked work queues, work processing applications, simultaneous tasks, you call it yeah. concurrence, host of other things. Now, that whole multi-stage multi, you know, handoff process, that requires a level of intelligence. It requires a level of subject matter expertise. And don't forget, we're talking, this is the age of data, right? And, and Melissa said the word data, you know, data, data, data many times. It's about easing that data collection. So you're talking about data integration from, <clears throat> from workforce management tools, from, from work processing tools. So um, sort of summarizing it, there is a need within back offices to optimize employee utilization, to optimize employee productivity. However, these environments require different types of applications that are purpose-built for the back office environment that sort of address all these challenges. And they need to have distinct features like you know, real-time management, real-time measurement, real-time um, view of data, metrics, variability, and a host of other things. So, and, so you're the tool, and then you need a standard approach. Melissa did speak about a level of cadence that 
that, that work, they adopt as workforce management. And I think a cadence and an approach is superiorly important because it puts the employee at the center of the, the, yeah. the, the, the activity. Um, it ensures capability building. It supports change management. It aids driving behaviors that are positive. And then it makes it really good for the customer from an outcome perspective. So now you've made an investment. Um, there is a return on investment. And now operations is actually a strategic lever to, to, main, you know, to be competitive, to thrive in the environment, to manage revenue, and of course, to meet employee and customer experience. Excellent, excellent, great summary. And it, it, it enlightens the, the, what actually happens back there because it just seems like you fill out the loan application and it's, it's a yes or a no and off you go, right? Oh. So it's, there's so much <laughs> behind that. So that's awesome. So, so Melissa and Santos, this is a great conversation. I really enjoyed talking with you. Uh, Melissa, I'll give you a chance to, if you wanna add anything or say anything else, but, but more importantly, or is if somebody wanted to pick up the conversation with you directly, how would they find you? So anything else you wanna add or, or, or just add that part? Yeah, no, I just thank you. Thank you guys for your time. Uh, I had a great time today uh, on Active Ops Air. Uh, if you want to find me, reach out to me on LinkedIn, Melissa Gagnon um, at TD Bank. Excellent. Well, thank you so much, Melissa. It's always good to see you. I hope to, I hope to see you at the next conference or whatever it may be, just to, uh, to, to, to live it up a little bit too. Santosh, anything you want to add or uh, how would somebody catch, pick up a conversation with you? Um, um, my email ID is santosh.joy at activeops.com. That's the easiest way. And, and having worked in operations, I can promise I will respond. <laughs> within, a, within an agreed service level agreement. Um, but also on LinkedIn, just look me up, Joy Vijay Santosh, and you should be able to find me. Excellent. Well, thank you both. Uh, and I think it's a great example of, of, of how TD actually lives their, the tagline that Melissa mentioned, that they're the world's most convenient bank and, and, and getting it right in the back office and what Melissa's team does is, is so crucial for that. So really fun to hear the, the entire story there. So thank you all for joining us on AO on Air. Uh, stay tuned for next episodes. This is episode 18. You can also go watch other episodes on, on our AOTV YouTube channel. You can find them on Spotify, your favorite, whatever your favorite podcast listening device might be. Uh, and also, if you want to learn more about ActiveOps, go to ActiveOps.com. The resource hub has a wealth of information. You can also go to our solutions tab where we describe different work scenarios that may be of interest to you. So thank you very much for joining and we'll see you next time. At ActiveOps, we call it Management Process Automation, or MPA. MPA helps managers make better decisions by providing a consistent, easy-to-understand view of capacity and productivity. MPA does the hard work of consolidating information, forecasting and planning, and even gives you visibility of skills and capabilities across your enterprise. Your managers can make decisions based on a complete picture of their operations and then get back to leading. As work progresses, MPA helps managers spot problems early and deal with them proactively, celebrate successes properly, and match resource to workload in real time. By making managers more effective, MPA reduces operational costs. Best of all, the right MPA tools make it possible to deliver all these benefits across global enterprises with thousands of employees. Solutions like Workwear Plus from ActiveOps, Workwear Plus builds on our 20 years of experience supporting service operations to give you a 360-degree view of your operations, helping you turn operations management from a guessing game into a game-changing source of efficiency and value. Employees are empowered to manage their days and weeks, feeling accomplished, confident and able to balance work and personal life. 
Wherever your organisation or customers live and work, ActiveOps is ready to help you deliver world-class service and employee engagement to help your company thrive. ActiveOps. See further. No more. Move faster.